Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Hey, this is John C. John, pastor of Tana Creek Community Church, Mumbai, India. It is indeed a blessed privilege to be preaching with God's word, the Bible, as my foundation. I want to thank you for tuning in. I believe that you will never be the same again as you hear the message and allow God to impact you. identity and uncompromised identity at the 1924 Olympics in Paris he famously refused to run on a Sunday ruling him out of the 100 meters race to which he was best suited instead he took part in the 400 meters race and against the odds broke the world record and won a gold medal Eric Little hit the limelight but his concern to bring light to the people of China was far more important born in 1902 and died in 1945 just 43 years yet hundreds of lives transformed due to his determination to go to China and remain in China in the midst of all challenges he was not ready to compromise with his identity his identity was in Jesus Christ he became world famous because of his great accomplishment in the olympic but nothing could stop him from fulfilling who he was and what he was called for there were hundreds and thousands and millions of christians like aaron and many others who I wish to know not they now who have kept their identity in Christ till the last breath that they lived on this planet i would call them legends i would call them heroes of faith i would like to take your attention to this book of the bible that we call daniel there are many incidents in the book of daniel and i won't would i won't be taking all of that i would just like to talk about daniel from this book when i begin here i begin with daniel in babylon what is babylon to daniel just like most of you working hard in a foreign country daniel is in a foreign country but he didn't go there because he wanted to go he was taken against his wishes he was forced to go to babylon he was taken as a captive to babylon daniel was no more in his homeland maybe he wasn't able to enjoy the joy and love that his parents were giving him i'm sure he couldn't get that anymore no more similar neighborhood no more friends that he had before everything foreign to him everything new to him is a young man and i would i would believe he was a young boy when he was taken as a captive to babylon he is just one of those selected by king nebuchadnezzar to work in the palace daniel and many others were selected by the king they were selected on the basis of a certain criteria if you have your bibles with you would you please turn to daniel chapter 1 was four Daniel chapter 1 was four young men in whom 
there was no blemish or good looking gifted in all wisdom possessing knowledge and quick to understand who had ability to serve in the king's palace and whom they might teach the language and literature of the babylonians this was the criteria for the first round and the good thing is daniel was selected i have put these you know criteria into three points first they must be physically fit they were strong they were able physically fit secondly they must be full of knowledge and also full of wisdom and third personality to be a palace official these three criteria you would find in chapter 1 verse 4 and daniel and some of his friends or all those who were selected fulfill all of these criteria and they stood there before the selection committee now what's the next step the next step is that they have to undergo 3 years of training in babylon i would call that maybe a not just a bachelor's degree but a little more than that maybe a, a postgraduate degree of 3 years or a master's degree of 3 years and once they get through that they be selected to work for the king in the palace now let me come to the next part of the whole process once daniel was selected and some of his jewish friends who were from israel they were selected how did they land in babylon the king of babylon king nebuchadnezzar went around capturing neighboring kingdoms and he went and captured uh, 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 judah which was earlier part of the larger nation israel and he took all the able people all those young people all those who were handsome and beautiful all those who were skilled and talented and those who were born in the nobles family kingly family he took all of them as captives to his country and similarly king nebuchadnezzar did with all of the neighboring nations and maybe there was a selection process you know from all those captives he had brought to his country and among all those people who had come for selection all who were selected Daniel was one among them and so Daniel cleared round 1 now when most of us go for an interview this is something similar right there are hundreds of people who come for an interview not everyone is selected in the first round there are many who are asked to go back many 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 out of thousands of people a company would want to recruit let's say just 50 people so if there are 1000 people who are come and only 50 is selected 950 has to go back home and so that's many and that's quite similar to what happened here in the time of Daniel and so Daniel was one among those selected and and the first round was clear so what happens to somebody when you when you, when you cross the first round you're excited you are so happy you look around and you see those people who you know who are there with you but at the same time you notice that those people that you had seen before are no more there and then you realize you are worthy and that's why you were selected that's why you crossed the first round and so you're so happy the second round comes and the third round comes and the fourth round and finally you are selected but at all these times most of us or i would say everyone every person who comes to the interview would never put a demand to the company would never put a demand why because you are looking for that job you really need that job 
and 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 you don't you don't want to put any demand that may actually disqualify you. You may put some demand, which is a little bit you know 50-50, and you're trying to balance it in a very in a softer note, a little compromising note. You want to balance the deal, but you don't want to miss the opportunity. You don't want to miss this interview. You don't want to miss the job. But when you come and look at Daniel, once the first round is done. He realizes he is part of those elite group who's been selected to serve the king. But then, Daniel has something to say. Daniel's name is changed. Daniel will be taught so many things in this kingdom: the literature of Babylon, the language of Babylon, the culture, the tradition, and all those things that happen in this country, in this capital, will be taught to these people. And Daniel will learn it himself. Daniel will have to learn that as well. Not just that, Daniel's name is also changed, and so in short, the identity that Daniel carries is almost gone. And now he's dressed like a Babylonian. He walks like a Babylonian. He will talk like a Babylonian. He will relate like a Babylonian. He will use Babylonian knowledge to take care of Babylonian issues. More or less, he wouldn't look like a Jewish. He wouldn't look like somebody who came from Israel. He would look more like a Babylonian, and that's exactly what the king wanted to train them for. That they must behave like a Babylonian. They must behave like you know an officer in the Babylonian palace. And so Daniel's identity was completely changed. Everything about him, his outer look, everything changed. But there was something that Daniel didn't want to change. You know what? Something about him that was inside. Something that was about him that was inside that the world could not see. He didn't want anything to affect that identity. He had an identity that was inside. Maybe it was secret till now. Maybe it wasn't time for him to reveal that. But he didn't let it get diluted. He didn't let it just go. You no, know, just vanish. He let it remain there. He waited for the time to reveal his real identity. My friend, let me make an application right away. Many times we carry an identity with us. Now let me make it very simple. I am an Indian, and in India we have many states. And I come from the south of India. My parents, my roots are from Kerala, which is also called as God's own country by the national geography. I don't know how much it is true today. It's it's called very beautiful. It's called God's own country. I come from that state. In India, so I am a Malayali Indian, and not just that, my identity doesn't just you know just get over with just two things. I'm not just a Malayali Indian; I am a Jesus lover Malayali Indian. Are you with me? I'm a Jesus lover, a passionate lover of Jesus, a follower, a disciple of Jesus, Malayali Indian, and I'm proud of of my lineage. Because God wanted me to be born as a Malayali. God wanted me to be born as an Indian. No matter where I go in the world, nobody can erase that identity that I carry. I'm an Indian. I'm a proud Indian. I love my country. India is not perfect in all manners. We have our own shortcomings and our own difficulties and challenges. Yet we love our nation. I love India. That's my identity. At the same time, I love Jesus Christ. 
That's my place for eternity. Who am I? I'm a child of the living God. I have an inner identity. I may not always wear it on my forehead. I'm a Christian, I'm a Christian, I'm a Christian. But I tell you, walk with me, talk with me. You will feel that I love Jesus. You will know that I love Jesus. You will realize that in me, there is something that will always be bursting out that I love Jesus. But that's my inner identity. I don't just carry it around to prove to the world I'm somebody and I'm nobody or anything. But when time comes, my identity will be revealed. It has to be revealed. That's what I says this morning. When time comes to reveal who you are, you better stand up and say, this is who I am. An uncompromised identity. Daniel was faced with a scenario. The king's officers, after they did the selection, this is what they said next. Since you are selected to work in the palace, we want you to continue to remain healthy and we want, to, we want you to have the best in, in the kingdom. And so the king's food will be delivered to you. Whatever the king eats, whatever is served to him on his table will be served to you on your table as well so that you will lack nothing. But there was a problem there. Daniel carried an identity that will not accept these things. You see, he is selected. He can lose his job. But that is not the point here, my friend. That's not the point here. He is not concerned about losing his job. He is not concerned about his selectors, you know, kind of disqualifying him. He is not worried about any of that. He has an identity and it is time to reveal who he is. He will not compromise. And so he tells the officers, I cannot eat all those food. Whatever it is that is served from the king's palace, basically it is served from the king's table. Why is that? Daniel has been brought up as a good child of God when he was back at home in Israel, in Judah. Who is he? He is a believer of Yahweh. He believes in the one true living God. He doesn't believe in idols. He doesn't believe in all those idol worship. Worship of statue and worship of that God and this God and that goddess and this goddess. He doesn't worship any of that. He worships, he worships the one and true living God that he knew as Yahweh. The God I am. I am who I am. That is the God that Daniel knows about. How did he know this? He grew up at a home that his parents taught him. I praise God for parents who teach, who teach the children good culture, who teach the children wonderful things of the word of God, who doesn't allow the children to compromise in this compromising world. Whether you're in India, or in Africa, or in Australia, or in China, or Europe, or in the US, wherever you are, my friend, do not compromise with the standards of God's word. Never compromise. Your identity is in Jesus Christ. We derive our identity from the word of God. And Daniel was taught all of this. And in that teaching, he learned he cannot worship foreign gods, which means he cannot worship idols because they are man-made. And he cannot eat any food that is sacrificed to idols or placed before idols. Daniel knew every food that came from the king's palace, every food that came from the king's table, 
were actually first of all kept before the idol or it was sent to uh, you know blessed by the idol worship and then brought here he didn't want to take part in anything that will allow his faith to be compromised that allow his identity to be compromised and so this is what it says here daniel chapter 1 verse 8 in different translations we have different words used but all those words are so powerful daniel chapter 1 verse 8 in 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 uh, nlt translation new living translation says daniel was determined in nasb it says daniel purposed in his heart in the amplified it says daniel made up his mind in the jewish bible it says daniel resolved In my translation I would say Daniel put his foot down. He did not compromise. He didn't go for shortcuts. He said I will not take part in anything that's offered to idols. Whether it's from the king's palace, whether it would favor me, I don't care. I will not agree with the selectors. I have my way of winning the battle. I am my way of being selected. If you want me to work for the king, this is my standard. How many of you have the guts to go to an interview and tell you an interviewer, this is my standard? Just like Eric Little, he had a standard. I will not run on a Sunday. He was not very legalistic about it. which he actually meant i will not run on the lord's day i better go to fellowship i better go to church going to church was not a culture going to church was not just a lifestyle going to church was his his everything he wanted fellowship with god he wanted fellowship with godly people yeah that's right going to church was his lifestyle he loved god and that's why he was passionate about the things of god he went to china Will you compromise my friend? Will you compromise? Would you be able to say to those around you, to your leaders, I cannot compromise in those things that will I don't take away my identity. He put us for down and this is what he said. With whatever whatever is being served whatever is being served in the king's palace i request you i cannot take part in it and so i have a certain things daniel gave us his list and told those you know those officers look at my list and what was that in his list there were only vegetables and they said by eating vegetables do you think you and all those your friends who stand with you in this ideology do you think you will all be strong Will you all be capable? No, all the others are going to eat the meat and drink wine, and they're going to, you know, lord over all the food that comes from the king's palace, and you just want to eat vegetables? What's wrong with vegetables, my friend? Daniel wasn't a vegetarian, but for this reason, he was ready to be a vegetarian just because he didn't want to let his life be corrupted by the corruptible things of the world. He did not go with the flow. what made him strong to stand in his faith he is able to make a strong stand in regard to his faith why is he able to do that what is the reason he does not go with the flow he does not accept his would be boss standard to get his job 
He did not accept his would-be boss's standards to get the job. He is not there to please the boss or wag his tail to show his approval of everything. He is ready to study everything that can give him knowledge, but he is not ready to allow that knowledge to guide his faith or alter his devotion to his God. What other things God did for Daniel? Chapter 1 verse 9 and chapter 1 verse 14 You will understand God gave Daniel favor in the eyes of the officers who took care of Daniel Generally what happens when you put your demand in front of those people who interview you? What is the demand when you put your What is the situation when you put your demand in front of those people who are concerned to be your boss? They may laugh at you They may you know, disqualify you They may suspend you Whatever it is, my friend, do not change your identity. Do not compromise. Do not, do not, do not. And what God will do, chapter 1, verse 9 and 14, God gave favor to Daniel in the eyes of all those officers. They listened to Daniel. Daniel handled the situation very wisely. They listened to Daniel and the outcome was beyond human understanding. Daniel and those three friends who were with Daniel who undertook this stand and faith of theirs were much more capable, much more intelligent, much more amazing all the others who were selected. Not only that, not only that, God gave them extra ability to understand and extra ability of wisdom. Not only that, God gave them extra ability to understand dreams and visions. What, why did God do all of this? God is the one who promotes you. God is the one who promotes us. It is not your capability. It's not your qualification. It's not your background. It is not who you are. It's not your talent. It's not your skill. It is God who promotes you up. And Daniel knew that very well. God promotes us up. It is God who promotes us. And so Daniel did not do anything. Did not find a shortcut to get to the king's palace. He did not compromise his identity. Very soon, the king had a dream. God gave a dream to the king. What did the king do? He got up in the morning. He tried to remember his dream. He could not remember. He called all the wise men, the astrologers, the soothsayers, palm readers, all those magicians in the kingdom. He called them and he told them this. I saw a dream. Great. So king, please tell us the dream. King said, that's the problem. I don't remember the dream. So I want you to first of all, tell me what I dreamt and interpret the dream. <laughs> if the king knew the dream and if he would have narrated the dream, these people would have interpreted it in their own manner. But my God is a wise God. My God is an awesome God. My God is an amazing God. He is the source of wisdom. He is the wisest God. There is no God like him. Nobody is fit to be called a God because only he is living. You know what he did? He gave a dream to Nebuchadnezzar and erased 
that part of the dream from Nebuchadnezzar's sleep. So Nebuchadnezzar forgot the dream. And then when he figured out nobody is able to tell the dream to him, he became angry. He gave an order that every wise man, all these people who consider themselves as astrologers and wise men and, and, and palm readers and magicians and all of them be killed. And so the soldiers went from the palace to, you know, to follow the orders of the king. And they also came to Daniel's house to kill Daniel. And what did Daniel do? He asked them, what happened? What is this happening? Why do you want to kill all these people? They said, this is what happened. Daniel said, give me some time. I am coming. Give me some time. Who has the guts to tell the king? Give me some time. The one who respects the king of kings. The one who honors the king of kings. Only he can boldly stand up and say, give me some time. I will come with the answer. Daniel prayed with his friends to the Lord. God opened his understanding and his wisdom. Daniel understood that dream. He went to that king and he told the dream to that king. He interpreted the dream to the king. You know what happened? I'm ending my words here. In the next few minutes, I would like to end my words. This is what the king did. He was astonished. He said there is nobody like Daniel in, in ever in Babylon. Chapter no. Chapter 2, verse 47. Chapter 2, verse 46. Chapter 2, verse 46. Daniel chapter 2, verse 46. Then King Nebuchadnezzar fell on his face, prostrate before Daniel, and commanded that there should present an offering and incense to him. In this nation, everyone worshipped the king. But right now, the king is bowing down and worshipping the man who worships the king of kings. How can you, who has been captured as a slave, be lifted to this place? If you do not compromise with your identity, God is not ashamed to be called your God. That's what it says in the book of Hebrews chapter 11. I God, be God. The heavenly father says, I am not ashamed to be called their God because they are not ashamed to, uh, to, to say that they are children of the living God. They are not ashamed to reveal their identity that they worship a living God. I challenge you, my friends, my brethren around the world, those who would listen to me, those who listen to me live, and those who will listen to me later, I challenge you in the name of Jesus Christ to stand up for your identity. You are a child of the living God. Do not compromise with your identity. No matter where you are, you would have compromised it in the past. But today, fall on your knees, tell the Lord, I am sorry. I will not compromise who I am. I'm a son of the living God. I'm a daughter of the living God. I praise God for my parents who brought me up and my brother up in the fear and knowledge of God. So we have not forgotten our identity. I praise God for the school where I grew up in. They invested you know, in my life so that I will not lose my identity in Jesus Christ. I praise God for all my friends, all those mentors, all those pastors who invested in my life so that I will not compromise my identity in Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. You know what happened? Daniel was not just promoted. He was promoted to the topmost post in the kingdom. He was promoted to be the ruler and the chief administration of the entire kingdom of Babylon. Promotion comes from the Lord.
My friend, do not compromise your identity. Many times we need to compromise on our faith. Christians, you call yourself Christians. I do not know why. Because if you are a Christian, you are a follower of Jesus Christ. Just because you have a name from the Bible, you don't become a Christian. Just because you are born to a Christian family, doesn't mean you are a Christian. Just because you go to church, it doesn't mean you are a Christian. A Christian who is somebody who follows Jesus Christ. Inch by inch, bit by bit, he follows or she follows the example of Jesus Christ. They obey the word of God as it is. The Bible is the supreme foundation of their life. They follow it. My friend, let your identity in Jesus Christ be very clear and uncompromised identity. When you carry that tag with you, I promise and I tell you, I prophesy to your life that you will be promoted. You will be lifted up, not just for financial reasons, not just for materialistic reasons, but in the sight of God. God says, I am proud. I am not ashamed to be called their God. This is what I want to hear, that my Father in heaven, my heavenly Father, my God, the Almighty God, the King of Kings, he would look at me and say, I am proud to be the God of John C. This is what I would like to hear. My God, tell about you as well. I challenge you, do not compromise with your identity and uncompromised identity. No, may you carry for the rest of your life to the last breath you live. May you live as a child of the living God. May you live as a warrior of Jesus Christ. Never compromising, never letting God down in your life. May you lift him up for the rest of your life.